Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of A Practical Spirit. Um, I haven't been recording for a while because I've been busy with family things and loads of other stuff so I thought I'd try and get one in to get myself back into the swing of it. And um, reflecting on what I've recorded so far, I don't tend to re-listen to what I've said as a point of reference because um, I don't want to get into being critical about what I've put down and just trusting that it's on some level useful to people. Um, and sometimes I have lots of anxiety about the things I've said, uh, particularly the last one. I thought that was um, that was quite challenging to leave up. But, um, you know, uh, I think I'm learning from each, uh, each time I do them to, to think more clearly about what it is I'm wanting to express. Um, and a lot of stuff just sort of comes up as I'm moving around. I tend to find that using my body uh, in exercise helps me to gain some clarity about things I have been thinking about or have been sitting around in me uh, waiting to come out. Um, like a bit of movement helps that to come through. Um, and it may seem a bit strange that I talk about thoughts being held in the body to some of you. Um, I know initially when I started to engage with my body, um, the idea that thoughts or some sort of cognition existed within my physical body seemed very strange. Um, and a lot of the time I would just pop it down to, you know, crazy hippie talk. Um, but as I've done a more exploration of this idea, uh, I've come to see that there is um, some real solid experience for me in that. Um, a lot of that has been in terms of Tai Chi and Qigong and meditation, uh, which are all engaging with the body more uh, than just thinking about the body. Um, and it's hard to really explain how that differs without physically taking, you know, taking you through um, an exercise or something in person. I don't, I don't find it works too well. Um, if, you know, you're not in the presence of people who are doing it, um, that's just my experience, not necessarily. I know people who do do it online and stuff like that, and they found it really helpful. Um, so yeah, back to this idea that the body has thoughts. Um, I mean, really, I think the main issue that we struggle with, or I struggle with initially with this idea is um, that we're taught, well, I was taught that the body and mind are separate entities. Um, and of course, if you think about it, that's kind of ridiculous uh, because they're physically attached. <laughs> for a start. Um, and so this idea that the brain is housed in the skull and that is its house and it's not connected to anything else um, is 
a bit of an absurdity because obviously we know that the brain moves the body on some level. Um, we send impulses through to our body to say we want to do something and our body does it. Um, we, but then we forget that the body is not a passive instrument in that. It is also with its own intelligence. And on, and I believe um, it, it makes its decisions about how to fulfill those wishes, if you like. So there's a partnership, an integral partnership between the two things uh, that in this part of the world we see as separate. And I'm coming in my life to see it as one thing. Um, and maybe that is something that I've just assumed about the West, but it does seem to be that we talk about the body and the brain in different ways. We talk about the body in a way that is often combative and um, with self, self-loathing, self uh, criticism um, and that sort of stuff. Uh, and the brain is like us, our thinking, our consciousness. Um, and we are, we are sort of wrestling with this um, unruly and unhelpful and uncooperative entity that is what we are housed in. Um, you know, people talk about it in terms of fitness, in terms of flexibility, in terms of eating. It's like a war that we have within ourselves. Um, and in reality, um, <clears throat> what I've come to discover for myself is that my body is my most faithful partner. It stays with me my whole life. It does its best to fulfill my every wish. Um, and it loves me unconditionally, <laughs> uh, which makes me laugh to say that. Um, because I came from a point of believing that, you know, and hating my body. Um, and it wasn't until I was in a training with somebody um, and I heard them talk about a moment in their life where they wanted to change their relationship with themselves and they basically talked about being their own best friend. Um, and that was a real kind of light bulb moment for me. I was like, what? wow, okay, be my own friend. What would that actually look like? And that took me on a journey of learning to accept and love myself and not judge myself in a way that um, I've never done before. And through that lack of judgment, I started to realize that, you know, this body has served me faithfully. It has continued to work and function and fight off disease and mainly fight off the ravages of a bad diet, drug abuse, um, sedentariness, um, general neglect, uh, and all of that, and constant criticism, um, and still gets up every day, moves about every day, takes on, uh, you know, takes the punishment ideal out, um, and continues to do its best to keep working for me. So um, in that way, I've learned to become more and more grateful and uh, appreciative of what my body does and how it works. Um, and in that appreciation, I've come to see that my brain and my body are not separate entities. The, my intelligence, my insight, my wisdom, my feelings, 
they all exist within this physical form, which is my body, and that includes my brain. Uh, and when I change my perspective like that, it allows me to be whole, I guess, um, in a way which I've never been able to do before. Um, and I think that that it, it really reflects um, what I think of as the spiritual journey. You know, uh, we begin um, unquestionably knowing ourselves and accepting who we are. And then as we become more aware of the world and what is outside, we become, well, I be, well, I don't want to speak for everyone, but so I um, grew up as a child that way. And as I became more aware of the world and adults around me and learning the way the world works, um, I started to judge myself and look externally for the answers to questions which um, in, a, in essence can't be answered externally. Um, and then that journey takes me out into the world. I engage with life and many different things and people, you know, circumstances, substances um, and discover that those things do not make me happy um, work money that sort of stuff and then there's a, a, a rejection of those things for me and uh, trying to you know all in the search for happiness I think I mean loads of people debate whether or not this is true but I think um, you know teachers like the Dalai Lama and such are right essentially that we all want just want to be happy um we don't want to suffer i mean i think we accept i i accept that my life has struggle and things that require effort but i'm not actively seeking out struggle um, or unhappiness in my life i'm searching for peace and happiness and connection um, and that's okay <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that um but also to to want that for other people to expand ourselves beyond ourselves because the more that i connect internally with me the more i realize that i am not separate from the people around me that that suffering exists because it exists and for no other reason um, which can be difficult to come to terms with if you're brought up in a in a kind of more binary outlook in the life. You know, there's good and there's evil. Evil makes things terrible. Good makes things nice. Um, if you live, if I, you know, I've lived in that existence, and I find living in that existence to be a recipe for self-torture because, on some level, I have to believe, if I believe in good and evil. Um, I have to believe that if my life is producing bad things, then I am on some level deserving of it. Um, and that makes me also a bad thing. Um, uh, when I take that away, bad things happen because they happen. Um, and, and that is part of life or, you know, things that are challenging to me or difficult to me, you know, bad things again, it's still a judgment. 
Um, things I don't like, things that I do like. It's much easier to sort of frame. Things that I would want more of in the world, things that I want less of in the world. Um, again, still a judgment, but there's a different type of energy that's put onto that, if you like, um, which doesn't make me a combatant or in opposition to it. I can accept that these things have happened and allow them to exist separated from my own worth, um, if you like. And that makes it much easier to remain centered, I guess, in the face of them and to ask myself what I think is the most important question. Um, what, you know, given that this has happened, what do I do now? Um, because that's, again, this is the, I think, again, this is part of the, the spiritual journey in itself is like we, uh, I begin by responding to things that happen without questioning my place in that response. Um, something I don't like happens. I respond by rejecting it, ignoring it, refusing to have anything to do with it, closing myself off, um, hating the thing that's happened or the person that I believe caused it to happen. That's another thing. Um, and uh, isolating myself, um, which is a movement away from life if you like, um, in, in my awareness of my journey in a spiritual context, I can now ask myself, this thing that happened, I don't like it. What is it, what is it touching in me and how do I respond? What is it that I want my response to be in this thing that's happened to me? You know, if, um, trying to think of, relevant examples for you, Araxi. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So yesterday I went into work, found out that my shift was starting seven hours later than I thought it was. And I had to cycle back home and halfway through cycling home, I realized I left my keys on my phone and my locker, so I had to cycle back. Um, so it was three journeys in, and then in the afternoon, I still had to cycle into work to get to work. Um, in my old incarnation, I would be filled with uncontrollable rage and anger and, you know, hatred towards myself. I would hate everybody around me. I would hate the world. I would hate life. It would be um, a, just a big ball of hate and frustration and anger and upset. And life is horrible. Life is shit. Excuse the French. Um, yesterday, because I've grown and learned that I am in control of my response to life. And I've really learned that I don't just have that as a nice little saying on my wall, or in my diary or my journal or where else, where, wherever else you can put these things. You know, I get that I'm the one who makes rage. I'm the one who chooses that path. So instead of making the world my enemy, 
I was like, okay, this has happened. It's not really how I wanted to spend my morning, <laughs> but I did get some exercise, which I did need because I haven't been exercise. You know, I've been going to a different place to work, which meant I took the bus instead of cycling. I was feeling a bit, you know, frustrated with how my body was looking and, you know, it was, it was, it was a nice day. It was warm and sunny. And so I just focused on enjoying the things around me and the extra bit of cycling that I was doing. Um, took my time, didn't force myself to, to push hard to get home as quickly as possible. Um, and it became an enjoyable part of my day. And when I cycled back for my shift that evening, I enjoyed the cycle back. I enjoyed my shift. I took it easy. I treated myself with love and care and respect. And, and I had a live a really nice day and original, you know, in a, in a time before that, that day would be completely filled with loathing and anger at myself and everything outside of myself. Um, so, that for me is, um, you know, an essential foundational part of living, you know, from spiritual practice, if you like, is to be able to step away from that reflexive response and say, okay, well, how do I actually want to be now? Um, yeah, so that's it, really. I hope you've enjoyed this um, episode and that you found some useful stuff in here. Um, and yeah, I look forward to hearing from you. Hopefully we're going to have uh, a couple of people come and have a bit of a chat and then you can hear some other perspectives. Um, and yeah, that, that's quite exciting. I'm, I'm excited about that. Okay. Have a good day.